Do you hear those birds? And if you listen carefully, you may even be able to hear a woodpecker. And walking through the snow in the woods south of Amersfoort, in the far distance you can hear the traffic noise But what you hear much better here, especially when you're quiet, are the birds. It's a beautiful winter day and the crisp snow is beneath my feet. I've been walking for about an hour now. I'm not exactly sure where I am. I'm not using my phone to track this itinerary. But the skies are blue and the forest is covered in snow. But the sun is shining and it's starting to warm up. And you can tell that the birds like that. (laughs) They come alive as well. It's a Monday morning, and this is the first day that I have nothing, absolutely nothing, on my calendar. And so the first thing I wanted to do this morning is to go out for a walk, because this snow is not going to last. Actually, we already know that Probably by the end of the day, if not tomorrow, temperatures will go up considerably and most of this snow will turn into mud. And so I decided to go out for a long walk and do nothing but enjoy the wonderful winter landscape. We don't get that much winter in the Netherlands these days. So every time the weather is nice, like today, you need to take advantage of it. I'm surrounded by tall pine trees. Did you hear that in the distance? That was another woodpecker. There it is again. Let's see. And of course, the moment you want to record it, (laughs) There you go. That was it. Awesome. (laughs) I love these sounds. Because you can only really hear them if you're really quiet. And when you're quiet, nature starts to speak to you. And it has this therapeutic effect on me where I become much calmer and relaxed and it's as if everything that occupied my mind for the past months is fading away and I can focus on 
the world around me that is so much bigger than my own tiny little world. These birds don't know any calendars, schedules, deadlines. They're just sitting here singing because the sun is shining and winter is loosening its grip on the world. And that's something to rejoice about. I'm going to turn to the right here and climb this small hill. The snow is almost gone here. And so there is no risk of me slipping and falling down, losing my balance. Which probably would cause some problems because I'm I'm carrying quite a bit on my back I have a backpack which I deliberately made as heavy as I could it's about um, 10 kilograms that's a little more than 20 pounds I think American pounds and I'm carrying it because this is about the weight that I will carry for six weeks when I'm walking the Camino. And so I'd better get used to walking on a daily basis with all this extra weight on my shoulders. It's an old backpack. I'm not sure if I will take this one with me to Spain. Because I bought it years ago with absolutely no interest or knowledge about hiking Uh, but since I have it why not use it and in order to to make it heavier I uh, of course didn't pack it with the clothes and other stuff that I'm going to need during my trip to Santiago instead I filled it with two three big water bottles so that's um, they're one and a half liter each uh, except for the the third one which is one liter so that's four and a half kilograms that's not enough because the the estimated weight of the backpack and I, this is based on the experience of a lot of other people that have walked the Camino, is around 9 to 10 kilograms. The less the better, of course. And so this morning before I left, I had the question, <laughs> the problem of how to make this backpack heavier without spending a lot of time packing it for real. And then I remembered that I had a big bag of potatoes <laughs> these are potatoes I use for mashed potatoes uh, for all sorts of, of mashes and uh, I bought it a while ago didn't have much time to cook lately so they're just lying there in a storage uh, locker and they weigh about 5 kilograms And so, that's five plus almost five. That's around nine kilograms, nine and a half. So that is a very good approximation of the weight 
that I will carry for six weeks. I'm also carrying, in addition to this digital recorder, otherwise you wouldn't be able to listen to me, um, a new camera uh, that you may have heard me talk about recently. It's the Canon ATD, and I've been doing some smaller walks um, for the past few days just to test it out, familiarize myself with the settings. This morning, I did my first test recording video. And so, I recorded a short vlog for my YouTube channel. And uh, hopefully, it'll come out well. I, I need a, It needs a tiny little bit of editing, not much. And I'm secretly hoping that if this vlog turns out nicely, I may be able to record some more vlogs. As I talked about recently, it's one of my my aims this year is to dive deeper into the world of, uh, of my YouTube followers, which I've been neglecting quite a bit. <laughs> and so um, when I get back home, I'll put that together and post it on YouTube, probably also on Facebook. I have to say, the Facebook um, community seems to be very eager to share, to watch video, even though it is a very different experience from watching YouTube videos, because most people, when they watch Facebook video, watch it with the sound turned off. They're watching it on their mobile devices. And so a vlog... The genre of a vlog probably doesn't lend itself very well for Facebook distribution unless you subtitle it, which is a lot of work. So, over time, of course, these things are going to change. But for now, I think I need to be a bit strategic when it comes to putting my effort into YouTube and Facebook. I think they're different media. They may require a different approach. All right. I think we're out of the area with the bird, so I can turn down the gain on this recorder a little bit so I can speak without giving you the feeling that I'm secretly, <laughs> you know, with a very, very hushed voice and trying to to not disturb anyone. There we go. Let me turn that dial down a little bit. And we can have a more normal conversation like you're used to. (laughs) You know that there is actually an entire market for for, uh, videos that are... um, Recorded entirely in a in a in a very low voice. Um, it's a genre that apparently uh, it's very successful in Japan for some reason, and it's these. Um, it's it, I think it's gamers where it started, and so they they um, record their video games, they stream their video games, but instead of you know speaking out loud and yelling at other gamers they just speak like this all the time very slowly 
and then nothing really happens. <laughs> and it's fascinating that a genre like that is now is on the rise. And I, I can't but think that it has to do with the noise that people normally, especially younger people, live in these days. And it's a, it's a refreshing change of pace and volume and calms them down. Certainly more advisable than medication, I suppose, <laughs> to de-stress. But I'm always fascinated to see these trends come and go, things that nobody would ever think of in regular media. You know, recording an entire program where nothing happens and for an hour the host is just whispering like that, speaking very slowly. And the the aim seems to be <laughs> to keep that peace and to, to prevent things from happening because that would, you know, create create stress and it would require much more attention. There's also this podcast. Uh, you may have come across it if you browse the podcast directories from time to time, which has seen a meteoric rise since its launch, um, which is a podcast for people that can't sleep. And that particular podcast, forgot the exact title, will put you to sleep. It's recorded by a guy who deliberately go drones on and on and about on about nothing but his aim is to help you take your focus off the things that are keeping you awake and making you very sleepy i know for for a fact that some of my listeners are using my podcast for that <laughs> i don't know why because well in 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 a lot of my podcasts i'm i'm trying to put a lot of energy in there and so <laughs> i don't think the break is the best podcast to use for people that want to relax a bit and and fall asleep i sometimes do that when i can't sleep fortunately recently that doesn't really seems to be a problem because i've been working so hard But there have been sleepless nights where I would listen to something like Security Now from the Twit Network, where it's, you know, Leo and another guy just going on and on and on about very technical stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> I don't understand anything what they're talking about, but it, it really helps you fall asleep. Or um, even the tech guy. It's, it's like this Q&A radio show that Leo does in the weekend. And uh, it's interesting. He answers questions, technical questions from listeners. But there's also something soothing about it. There's, you know, usually it's not news or anything. So he talks about stuff that I, that I already know <laughs> most of the time. And so it creates this nice background track basically that helps me fall asleep and some podcast applications even have this timer functionality where you can tell it to stop playing podcasts after a specific time so if you estimate that the podcast will put you to sleep within 30 minutes you can tell it to automatically stop playing for 30 minutes after after 30 minutes 
I am so glad that I have this week where nothing needs to happen. This past week I did almost another one, uh, what you call it, an all-nighter. Um, I was editing an episode about St. Valentine. And in Rome, I went on a quest to find the real Valentine. You, there are a lot of stories about him that you find repeated over and over on, on websites, in YouTube videos. If you Google history of St. Valentine, almost all the stories that you will find are copies of, of other existing stories. And they're based mostly on medieval legends. And sometimes even re- more recent mythology that has developed or has been developed for Valentine's Day. And uh, sometimes you will find traces of of the uh, historical figure, but we know we don't know that much about Valentine because he was a martyr from the third century. That's a long time ago. <laughs> And uh, a lot of the, especially the more romantic stories, the more it sounds like a fairy tale, the more likely it is that it is. Because Valentine was a martyr. He was beheaded because of his faith by the Romans. This was before, of course, the big changes with Constantine. And so being a Christian, being a bishop, because that's what he was in Terni in Italy, was a risky business, especially if you went against the will of the emperor. And that ultimately cost Valentine his life. In a lot of the stories that you'll find, um, they will talk about that. But they will turn the whole story into a fairy tale. There once was a nice, friendly bishop who secretly married people against the will of the evil emperor. <laughs> and so he sent his stormtroopers after St. Valentine. And, and then you have these stories that in prison, a woman brought her blind daughter to Valentine and he cured her and he fell in love with her. And right before he was beheaded, he wrote her a letter that he ended with, To my Valentine. And that is why today... You can buy these Hallmark cards and send them to your, belo- to your loved one. Well, that entire story is, is completely made up. <laughs> there are no early uh, traces of, of any of that. Some of those more mythological stories about, or le- legendary stories about St. Valentine have been composed in the, me- in the Middle Ages. So that's like... 10 centuries after <laughs> after the life of St. Valentine. How reliable is that going to be? Imagine someone writing your biography a thousand years from now <laughs> without having access to your Facebook feed. <laughs> you know, it's, it's likely that not everything is going to be entirely, you know, correct. And so that's exactly the case with St. Valentine. And so I, I tried to find out who Valentine was. And 
ended up in Turney. And it was actually quite nice footage. It was fun to do. And um, I think whatever more historical traces there were, um, we, we found a lot of them. And it felt a bit like uh, more of a documentary. The kind of, of stories that I love to tell, where I don't know what the outcome is going to be. I have an idea of where I might find answers, but the fun of the storytelling is, let's go discover. It's this sense of adventure. And this is, of course, not really Indiana Jones-type stuff where I walk through through uh, humid grottos and, and, and climb mountains and, and explore ancient graveyards. <laughs> <laughs> or or secretly enter catacombs and 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 with a flashlight try to find the bones of St. Valentine's nothing like that but but it does have a little bit of that discovery feel to it and uh putting it together wasn't that hard because it's a very linear story start in Rome and then uh finally discover the tomb of St. Valentine but his bones are no longer there. And so we go to another church that has a, a broader story about uh, the martyrs, the early martyrs, because thousands of, of their remains, of the, or the remains of thousands of those martyrs have been gathered in a church that not many people know. It's one of the most beautiful churches, I think, in, uh, in Rome. At least has very beautiful mosaics. Um, and... We find some more traces of Valentine, but he's not there either. And then we go to Turney. That's where we ultimately end up finding him and hearing more about his his story. So putting that together, since it's linear, it's it's easier to edit. But I want to do a good job, and I don't have much time. And so I ended up working till 4 o'clock in the morning. So I was a bit faster than last time. Where I didn't sleep at all, but still, I uh, when I was putting it together, I, I was like, "Gosh, I should have started earlier. Um, I should have spaced out these episodes a bit more to recover." But one thing that kept me going, and that's perhaps something that you recognize as a trick, as a hack that you can use in your personal life as well, is is to find your carrot. <laughs> what's your carrot but like in the olden days <laughs> uh, if you want I think isn't this in, in one of the Shrek movies if you want a donkey to to pull the, the the cart or whatever you put a carrot on a stick and you waggle it in front of him just out of reach so that the donkey will constantly <laughs> try to get to the or the horse get to you know reach the the carrot and by doing that, by walking towards the carrot, it will pull the cart or the wagon or whatever it's, uh, it's pulling. And so it's a nice metaphor for um, things that motivate you, things that, that help you push forward. And sometimes you have to come up with these things yourself. And one of the, one of the one of the short term things that I sometimes do is like once once I, when I'm done working today, I'll go watch an episode of uh, Big Bang Theory, for instance, and I'm enjoying it very much. It's a it's so much fun. It's it's uh, and so it, that's a nice little reward. 
Um, sometimes I will also tell myself or use another carrot. And that's, you know, once I'm done working, I'm going to cook. And I'm going to really cook, not just warm something up in the microwave oven. I'm going to really cook something nice. Like I'm going to make a real Italian pizza like I did the other day. And uh, that's almost literally a carrot. It's something to eat. It's a risky, it's a risky m- motivational technique because <laughs> it, it easily morphs into um, when I'm done working at three o'clock in the morning, I'll eat this entire bag of chips. <laughs> and of course, that's that's only harming yourself. And for this last production, my carrot was. I'm going to grant myself a week without stress. A week with ample time for walks. A week where I can slow down. I don't make any appointments. I have a a few very minor ones. All the other requests will will have to wait. I'm going to say no to everything. And so I will have a week where I can live a reasonably normal life again. And this morning was the beginning of that week. And I can already tell that I'm enjoying it. Now, you may say, but Father Roderick, you are recording a podcast. You just told us that you've recorded a video. And no, I will not continue to talk about myself in the third person (laughs) what is this by the way a club terrain this is only accessible to people from the Dutch tourist camping club alright in the middle of nowhere that's nice and yes I am recording this podcast but you know what that's a sign of me being relaxed and it's usually when I can take my mind off work and I can rest and I feel rested. That's when the creative energy starts to flow again. Not that this particular episode is very creative. But it just gives me energy to record something and to share. And another thing is to take pictures and to film and so the vlog again was nothing special I didn't put any work in it it was just let's talk to my audience on YouTube and share with them my first my first trials with this Canon 80D and and that's also that's all it's gonna be and well I enjoyed it it gives me something to do let me see I've been walking almost nothing. I thought I'd been walking for hours, which is not the case. I've only walked four kilometers so far. Man, it feels like I've been walking for ten, at least. It's probably because I'm I'm out of shape and I didn't walk that much lately. We're going to build this up slowly. So today, on this snowy morning, I'm only going to walk two, three hours. And then uh, I'll rest. And tomorrow I'll I'll add another hour. And on Wednesday, I hope to be able to walk five hours. Which is the usual daily distance. Or daily 
time that I'll be walking in Spain. And uh, I've also decided that I will work only half days in this, this week. So I, I don't want to just take a complete week off. Because I need to... I need to pick up where I where I left my audiences <laughs> before I started working on all these TV shows. Um, so I'm, I have reserved some time every day for podcast recording. But I want to do that as relaxed as possible. And that carrot in front of me <laughs> is going to be very big every day. And so my carrot today is I'm going to go to the movies this afternoon. And I'll be watching probably La La Land, which is a musical. Um, it gets rave reviews. And it seems like a movie that I'd probably enjoy. It's, it's the kind of movie that they don't make anymore. Except for this one. It's got a lot of Oscar nominations and my local theater has it. I missed out on on Rogue One. I think yesterday was the last evening in my local theater that they showed Rogue One. But I it was on a Sunday and I was tired. And so I decided to not go watch it. And Rogue One to be honest is a movie that I will probably watch uh, many times on once it, once it comes out on Blu-ray or in other digital forms. And so uh, that can be any time now, I, I suppose, once the theatrical run is out. Disney wants to continue making money on this movie, and so I expect that uh, Blu-ray to come out pretty soon, and so I'll, I'll be able to watch that movie. It doesn't have that same depth. I enjoyed it very much, but it doesn't have the same depth as as the force awakens where it's so filled with elements for that that kind of relaunch the story that makes you want to find out what comes next and what's going on and so that's a movie that I have been watching a lot because it is it's it's moving you forward you, you kind of watch it to find clues and 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 it's it sparks my imagination whereas rogue one is a very crafty story, very well told very well filmed, perhaps cinematically one of the best Star Wars movies that they ever made but the story wraps up really nicely and we know exactly what's going to happen next and so the the repeat value of Rogue One is more enjoying the story as it is um, enjoying the acting the special effects the the vibe, mostly, the thing that I liked most about Rogue One was the, uh, the, it brought me back to the early days of Star Wars. This is how I remembered A New Hope and The Empire Strikes Back. And so that's, for me, the main reason to rewatch it, which with The Force Awakens is very, very different motivation. Anyway, so that's, that's not in... Um, the only place I think where I still could go see Rogue One theatrically is Amsterdam. They have got a big IMAX theater. And my 
card, my uh, theater card, also gives me access to basically any theater of the of the same uh, company. Then I'd have to travel to Amsterdam, which, by the way, actually, now that I think of it, might also be a good idea, or uh, something fun to do. Oh, I got two cars here, or one car and one. What is it? Like an all-terrain green little cart. That must be uh, one of the guys who is uh, maintaining the, the forest here. He's got a lot of equipment in the back of his, uh, of his car. So I know exactly where I am. And if I walk to the left, I'm going back to the... Uh, more or less in the direction of where I, where I left my car. And I think that's, that's going to be it. I'm just going to keep it short today, walking-wise. And I'm going to enjoy the rest of this wonderful winter day. Gosh, I wish I could have one of these every week. <laughs> not, not every single day of the week, because, you know, snow comes with lots of downsides as well. Especially when you try to ride a bike. But... Um, but yeah, for, for a couple more days like this, with sunshine, blue skies, and snow, oh boy, sign me up. And so, if you are still struggling with, uh, with the winter blues and with the cold temperatures outside, I'd advise you to go out. Just get some walking booths and boots, not booths, <laughs> walking boots and... And go for a walk, especially when they're, you know, when, when the sun is up. It doesn't mean that the sun needs to be shining, but the light is very important. It will cheer you up. And uh, if you live in Australia, gosh, I hope that this wintry podcast has cooled you down a little bit. Some of my friends were telling me that uh, temperatures were up in the 45, 47 degrees Celsius in and around Sydney. So I'll end this podcast with the sounds of me walking in this crispy, cold, fresh snow. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting what I do as uh, a Patreon supporter. The link is in the in the show notes or um, many of you are also supporting our winter fun drive that we organize for SQPN. And if you haven't done so already, please give. Help us out. I will talk to you later. Take care.